This morning's reading is taken from Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 to 15. And when you pray, do not be like hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father, who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people then they, when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. This is the word of the Lord. It is a real joy that, that Liz is um, going to share with us this morning, so I'd like to invite Liz to come. Let's give her a warm welcome. Liz, thank you. Thank you. Hi, everyone. It's great to be with you this morning, and thank you for the warm welcome. Um, so when I tell people I work for Viva, I often find myself that, um, saying that Viva isn't just my workplace, but it's my church. Um, I say this because church is not a place which I go on a Sunday, but it's a way I choose to live live my life. Um, Ultimately, for me, being church means seeking God's kingdom, praying and working for thy kingdom come. Um, And it's not something I can do on my own, but it has to be lived um, and done in partnership and relation to others. And I guess that's really what Viva's work is all about, partnering together to bring more about, about more of God's kingdom to the lives of children. Um, so to give you an idea of where we're going in the next 15 minutes-ish, um, I'm going to talk about seeing God's kingdom come at my work at Viva um, and how this is not always easy um, and then go on to share five things or five ways um, to keep remembering that God is at work. Um, and I hope that remembering these will encourage us to keep going when those hard times come. Um, Before I kick off, let me just quickly pray. Oh Lord God, um, thank you for this morning. Um, Thank you that you are here with us, and I pray that this morning um, my words may be pleasing to you, and that we may be encouraged to seek your kingdom more. Amen. So one of my favourite parts of Viva's work at the moment is our work in Syria and Lebanon, um, where we are supporting um, our church partners who are providing for the needs of refugee children. Um, One of the specific projects I love is what we call a little friendly space, and it's happening in an informal tented settlement in the Becca Valley. Um, The project started about a year ago, And it basically provides a safe place for about 60 children under the age of five to come, play, and learn. 
The children who come are all Syrian refugees. Um, They have fled the war and um, their homes and their country. And they've been through a lot, and some of their stories are just heartbreaking to hear. It's wonderful to hear the impact that the love, the care, and the support of the little friendly space has on their lives. I heard the other day about one girl who, when she first came to the space, was very quiet and shy. She didn't interact with any of the other children. Um, But now, after, oh, I don't know, six months, a year of coming to this space, she is smiling. She is playing with the other children. And it's like she's a different person. It's wonderful to see God's kingdom in breaking and coming into the communities like this. However, working to see God's kingdom come is not always easy. Working for Viva means that along with hearing all of these amazing stories, we hear all the bad ones too. Stories of children who are abused, trafficked and neglected. It also means that we are so much more aware of the number of children who are still at risk. In Lebanon at the moment, over a quarter of the population are refugees, and over half of those are children. It's great that projects like this Little Friendly Space are happening, but the reality is there are still so many more children who need help. And sometimes it can be disheartening. You feel like you have made so, so much progress, and then you're suddenly back to square one. Um, Just before Christmas, we... um, heard the sad news from the Little Friendly Space in Lebanon that um, the army was going to force this project to close down and um, force this settlement of people to move, again, move away and start again elsewhere. We felt depleted. This project, which had just got off its feet um, and was just starting to bear fruit, was going to close down. Um, and these people who had already been through so much and left their homes we're going to force to be made to make a new home again. Thankfully, that didn't happen, but I'll tell you more about that later. At Viva, hearing stories like this can make us feel like God's kingdom is far away, um, and it can also discourage us in our work, and it can make us question whether God's kingdom really is coming. However, I think a better question to ask is, hearing stories like this, How do we keep going? How do we keep seeking God's kingdom and bringing it to earth today when at times it feels like that task is overwhelming and it feels like we're going backwards rather than forwards? And this morning there are five points that I would like to share with you now um, to think about um, that I think we need to recognize and remember as we try to be church and as we work to bring about God's kingdom. And hopefully when the discouragement comes, which it will, um, we will feel like, and we feel like God's kingdom is far away, we can hold on to these things and it will be easier for us to remember them. I've also put some questions up for you to think about as I talk. I think these are good things to talk about, think about individually as well as collectively as a church. So number one, God is already at work. Um, I think you'd all agree with me when I say that at Viva, It's God's spirit that ultimately enables us to do his work. And it's God's spirit which ultimately brings about his kingdom. Um, It's our privilege that the Holy Spirit is working through us so that we can bring about more of God's kingdom today. However, when we think of the Holy Spirit, I think it's 
easy to become me-centric. It's easy to think about what God's Spirit is doing through me um, and what I'm doing, rather than the fact that God's Spirit is also working outside of me um, and apart from me. So over the last year, I have been challenged to think about how I pray and the language that I use. Um, I used to pray that God would work with me in situations or come with me into a difficult situation. However, I believe the reality is that God is already working for his good. His Holy Spirit is already before me and ahead of me. There is no need to ask God to be present because he already is. So now, um, rather than asking God to work, I thank him that he's already working. And I ask him to continue working. Rather than asking God to be present, I pray that I may know he is present. And rather than being scared to go into a situation, I instead think of God there, ahead of me, waiting for me to join in with whatever he's doing. This might sound like a subtle difference, but I think it's um, a fundamental one. It shifts the focus from it being about us to it being about God. It means that when we're working for God's kingdom, we're not sub consciously working for my kingdom and it should also change how we go about bringing about that kingdom it means that rather than rushing into a situation to try and help we instead stop and look to see what God is already doing we look to see where we can join in with what is already happening and it involves not doing something new when there is already something good going on which needs our support When Viva starts working in a new city or an area, we do something which we call strategic mapping. This is basically research into the community. It's finding out what the needs of the local children are and what is the local church already doing to respond. We're looking to see what God is doing and what can we do or what can we bring which is unique. We believe that God is already working in these communities and his kingdom is already present. And it's our joy and privilege to support the work which is already happening. So point number two, God is also at work in others. I think that recognising God's spirit is already at work involves recognising that God works through other people. Um, At Viva, I think it would be easy to think that we have all of the answers. Um, And when we see a child in need to rush in and try to solve the problem... But the reality is, in the situations we work in, there are already local people working with those children. If we were to rush in, we would be devaluing those people's efforts, and we would not be recognising that God's Spirit is also working through them. One of my favourite things about Viva is that we work through local people, um, churches and organisations on the ground. And these people are already working tirelessly for children. We call them the saints of the slums. I've been moved the last couple of weeks hearing some of the stories of these saints. Um, one of them has been working in a, disu- well, in a r- rubbish dump in Rio, Brazil, um, and has basically single-handedly cleaned out this river which borders the community of rubbish. She did it on her own with no help. I don't want to know how she did it, but she did. Um, I've also been heard another story about one of our saints who are working in one of the most violent communities in Costa Rica. And she, he just keeps going. 
even after being held up at gunpoint and having his life threatened. These saints of the slums are amazing people, and it's our privilege to be able to serve them. You see, the biggest part of Viva's work is providing training to them so that they are empowered to do their work better. We recognize that God's spirit is working in them to bring about our kingdom, his kingdom, and it's our joy to join in with what they're already doing. So point number three, God is already at work in those we help. Um, We need to recognize that God's spirit is working in them rather than trying to solve their problems for them. So you might have heard of the starfish story where one day there are thousands and thousands of starfish washed up on the, ocean, on the beach. And one by one, a boy comes along and he starts throwing them back into the ocean. Um, and somebody asks him, why are you bothering? There are so many. And the boy replies, I can make a difference to that one. At its simplest, I love this story. However, it has so many issues um, when used as an aid analogy or an idea about how we should go about bringing God's kingdom. One thing is that I imagine that the child's arm gets tired pretty quickly, and and he gets disheartened by the sheer number of starfish. And if he stopped and did some research, and found out what others were doing, and joined in with that, then I think he would have kept going longer. But I think the biggest problem for me is that in this analogy, the child is cast as a hero, and the starfish as an incapable victim. This is fine for starfish, but not for people. When we try to bring in God's kingdom on our own and change people's lives by doing stuff for them rather than through empowering them, we do not recognize that the image of God is in those people and that his spirit is working through them. So when we look at the life and ministry of Jesus, we see that he is always in conversation with those he helps. Jesus knows what people's needs are and he could heal them or help them just like that. But that's not how he works. Um, He talks to them and he asks them questions. He asks the man on the mat if he wants to get up and walk. And he asks, who touched me? To the lady who touched his cloak, even though he very well knew who had touched his cloak already. And he asks these questions because by doing so, he recognizes the image of God in these people. He doesn't see the brokenness or the need but he sees the person and he wants them to be involved and at the centre of bringing about God's kingdom with him. One of the things I love about the Little Friendly Space in Lebanon is that it's not only run by local people, but it came about because of the ideas of local people. When our first partners first started considering what projects they could run in this community, they did some research and they spent a lot of time asking children adults and um, local people what they were doing and felt that they needed in the community. And one of the things which came up again and again was the lack of services and activities for young children and their mothers and how many of the mothers in particular felt unsupported since leaving their inbuilt natural communities in in Syria. And so from this, the team held a community meeting and invited a lot of people along, and then at that meeting, one of the mothers suggested this idea for the little friendly space. Um, And the woman also suggested that it be run by the Assyrian women themselves. And now a year later, this project is running, 
These women feel like they're part of a community and the children are benefiting from the love, security and care of the space. Our partners recognised the image of God working in these people and decided to empower them to bring about more of God's kingdom in their own lives and own communities. God is already at work in those we help. So number four, God is at work when we don't expect it. I think sometimes it's easy to see where God is working, but, and sometimes it's really easy to see how God's kingdom is coming and the progress we're making. But maybe you're sitting there thinking, I can't see where God's kingdom is coming in a particular situation. Um, and it doesn't feel like it's happening. Or maybe, like me, at times you get overwhelmed by the sheer amount of need there is in the world. However, I was recently inspired by a story I heard at Viva to think about how little we actually see. Um, How we see so little of what God is doing and how we shouldn't underestimate him when we can't recognise what is happening. So in Bolivia, one of my colleagues um, recently met the deputy mayor in a city there. Um, The local government at the time was struggling to get into local communities to spread um, child protection and healthcare messages in the communities due to lack of people and resources. Um, The mayor told my colleague how she wasn't a Christian, but every night she would read a story from the Bible to her daughter. Um, One night she read the story of Solomon, and she was so inspired by the story that that night she decided to pray to God for wisdom. Um, the next day, she met um, the staff from our partner network in Bolivia, who told her about the work of the network um, and how they planned to do a health campaign in schools. And she took this as an answer to prayer, and she was delighted that the network were doing the job, basically the local government's job for them, and taking these message in, messages into all of the schools in the area. They were in full agreement and were completely behind the network. What really struck me about this story was that God was working where we didn't expect it. And we can't just write off what God is doing because we can't see it. We wouldn't know this story unless she told it to us. It's as simple as that. God is already there working to bring about his kingdom, even when we don't see it. But sometimes we do see it. Um, So point number five when we do see this, the kingdom of God, let's celebrate it. And it's our privilege to see where God is at work. So you might remember that at the beginning of my talk, I told you um, that in December, we thought that the little friendly space was going to close down because the army wanted the community to move on to a different area. And hearing this, we felt so disheartened. But earlier, I didn't tell you the end of the story. When we heard the news, many people started to pray. Um, And we pleaded with God that somehow this community would not have to move and that this space could continue. And for weeks, we didn't hear anything. and We were feeling more and more disheartened. But then, just before Christmas, we heard that the army had changed their minds. And we praise God for that. We see this as a visible answer to prayer. At Viva, what keeps us going and keeps us seeking God's kingdom when it's hard is remembering that God's kingdom is already here 
And we celebrate it every time we see that kingdom. We celebrate when we hear stories of children's lives who have changed. And we celebrate it when we hear answers to prayer. We celebrate every time we hear how more of God's kingdom has come. Thank you to all of you at Monash Church for all you do to bring about and help us bring about that kingdom. We're really grateful. Thank you. Let's watch a video. This is um, a summary of the Thy Kingdom Come initiative that took place at Pentecost and a sort of looking back at what happened then. Thy Kingdom Come, not My Kingdom Come. When we pray Thy Kingdom Come, it's not Thy Kingdom Come with lots of internal borders. It's Thy Kingdom Come and it belongs to God and it's His Kingdom and we're all citizens. Prayer is like learning the language of God's heart. What we're praying for is that Jesus' kingdom will come. It's a powerhouse of mission because it's a powerhouse of hope. When the church starts to come together like this, you sense that God is about to do something really awesome. God invites us to participate in the transformation of the world around us. There have been Christians gathering in over 85 countries to pray that more people would come to know Jesus. Without prayer, we're useless. There's no such thing as Christian ministry which is not deeply rooted in prayer. We are watching, we are waiting, we are hoping, we are praying. God wants us for this task, establishing God's kingdom, not tomorrow, but now. Father in heaven, your name is holy, yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory. We're actually joining into a stream of prayer by the Holy Spirit of Jesus. It's almost like throwing yourself into a river that's flowing very fast. I believe when I pray, God answers. And we see God's kingdom break out in real and tangible ways. Every time we say thy kingdom comes, we are setting something in motion. I have found purpose and peace and joy like nothing else has ever given me. It's like heaven opens up and you get close to God. Father in heaven, your name is holy. Yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory. God of salvation, unfold your story. And I feel God say, I made you. You know, you ask God to move a mountain, God hands us a shovel. If we pray, we live out our prayers with our actions. 